0: detail you will find that very few of them are really landing strips as eric posed the question it simply cannot be they are geoglyphs they are inches of scraped surface which have revealed the underlying coat and as such really are not a landing strip at all but the basic question which eric was asking was this should they be seen from the sky should they be seen from above well Scientists, after Eric posed the question, began to study the lines, and what they found was that really they were part of a larger civilization, even one which had pyramids. But there was no room of course for an airport or an ancient space dock. But what some scientists are looking at right now is indeed this question, should they not be seen from above, because really only from above can they be seen from the perspective that they are designed to be. And the answer is yes. There has been evidence so far which suggests that some of the scarring of the rock means that these rocks were very close to heat. And the heat has been there because of hot air balloons. In short, it's believed and it is proposed by scientists that the Neskalines were indeed supposed to be seen from the sky. Not by ancient extraterrestrial beings but by us ourselves, by our civilization which had far more advanced knowledge, which had hot air balloons, and which with these hot air balloons, they could see the geoglyphs from the sky. In the case of Nazca, it might appear that von Däniken has been debunked, but really what he has shown is that our ancestors were indeed far more superior, technologically speaking, than in 1968 we were giving them credit for. The other artifact which von Däniken focused on was the Palenque Coffin. This is a coffin of Lord Pakal, and it's situated in a pyramid. Basically the question was, when you turn it 90 degrees around, does this not look as if Lord Pacal is riding some kind of air scooter? Of course the question is very tantalizing, but when we start looking at the Planket Tomb, we really see that we cannot just turn it 90 degrees as we want it to be. Instead, what has been identified since 1968 once again, and pretty much because of von Däniken's prodding, is that we now know that this is a scene depicting lord pacal descending into the underworld he is falling into the underworld at the world tree so once again von daniken posed a question the answer seems to be no but in trying to answer the question science has really found an answer to what lord pacal really was sim- being symbolized at at his tombstone out of the 237 questions which von Däniken posed some have been proven to be a no but it doesn't necessarily mean that in finding the answer which is a negative that he didn't contribute to science early on people like Joseph Blumrich began to look at von Däniken's material and Blumrich was a NASA engineer and basically he went in search of details which he felt he could easily debunk and so when Von Daniken is talking about the description of Ezekiel and wonders whether what Ezekiel is seeing in the Bible is actually a spaceship, Blomrich felt he was right at home and was going to basically destroy Von Daniken's reputation. Well, what happened next is a story which Bloomrich loves telling. Basically, what happened was this. Blomrich went in search of further details as to what Ezekiel had found. And basically, a few years later, Blomrich published a book called The Spaceship of Ezekiel. What Blumrich was finding and identifying was that everything which von Däniken said about Ezekiel he could verify and back up. And basically what he was doing was showing that von Däniken had only touched the surface and that within the writings of Ezekiel in the Bible there were further details which highlighted the possibility that what Ezekiel had seen was indeed a spaceship. All of this to suggest that really, the question which von Daniken posed in 1968, has received an awful lot of controversy. But we also need to move into broader aspects and. In-